Hey everybody, it's Kevin Collins, host of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. I hope everybody had a happy, healthy, and safe July 4th holiday. If I sound a little bit different this week, I am coming to you from halfway across the world in beautiful Dubai. I am over here on a business trip, but Ryan and I still wanted to crank out a podcast for you guys this week. The excerpt of the podcast you're about to hear was published on Friday, July 7th, and it's part of my conversation with AJ Coots from down at Red Top Sporting Goods in beautiful Buzzards Bay. If you're currently a member of My Fishing Cape Cod, please feel free to access the full podcast over at myfishingcapecod.com. If you're not yet an MFCC member, I highly encourage you to head on over to myfishingcapecod.com and give a membership a try. With the membership, you'll get immediate access to all of our podcasts, including a fresh Fishing Report podcast released every Thursday or Friday morning. You'll also get access to the full site, the MFCC forum, get first dibs on all the MFCC group trips. There's really a lot of benefits to becoming a member. So I hope you enjoy this piece of my conversation with Red Top's AJ Coots. Well, up next on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy AJ Coots from down at the beautiful Red Top Sporting Goods in Buzzards Bay. AJ, how are you today? Hey, it's a glorious day in Buzzards Bay. Fishing's good. Family's good. So life's good, man. Can't complain. I understand that you're a very busy family man now, so we really appreciate you taking time between diapers, AJ, to check in with us here on the podcast. Oh, the irony in that in that call. <laughs> the main thing that Ryan teased off the top of today's podcast is the Cape Cod Canal, and he gave us kind of a big market tease that you'd have some good positive reports you know from the canal this week i know we had the july 4th holiday there's a lot of guys fishing the canal right from a population standpoint kind of set the scene for us on what it's been like down there this week yes so we had the full moon uh july 3rd today's the 6th um speaking specifically yesterday uh the canal the canal popped off to the extent where being in the industry for 13 years, I'm not sure the quality of fishing has ever exceeded what it has been the past two days. I mean, it, it's spectacular. The amount of fish, the quality of fish in um, in size and just the, the shape that they're in. You know, they're big fish right now. They're, they're healthy fish, um, and they're super active. We're, we're fortunate that this moon phase has pushed in a lot of bait we've seen uh we've seen mackerel and these fish are are pushing mackerel up against the shore they're feeding hard and um it allows the the anglers to really hook fish in different ways i mean the best way to fish in my opinion for for canal fishing is top water and we haven't had really a top tier top water bite since since the 2017 craze now obviously you have some mornings that are that are good, but nothing like we've seen of recent. Now you talk a little bit about these fish trapping the mackerel, uh, which seems to be a good bait source up against the sides. Has the fishing been better at low tide AJ, or has it been pretty lights out no matter what the tide? I mean, basically the, the mornings and evenings have been good both today. I mean, the canal is literally going off as we record this. Two of my employees have been blowing up my phone with pictures uh, a couple of my buddies are like, "Hey, what's going on down there?" Like, I'm getting a bunch of, you know, a bunch of intel that it's been crazy. So, that's happened 
yesterday and today, both both early morning around first light and right at sunset. So sunrise and sunset has been really good. Um, and you could still pick them up during the day, you know, just, just because it's epic during, during those two times doesn't mean that it's dead the rest of the day. So you definitely got a great chance to get down there and get some fish. And I mean, realistically with the way fishing is, you got a good chance of setting a a personal best out there. I mean, fishing is really that good. I, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Now, with these fish eating the mackerel, AJ, what have been some of the good, uh, I'll say, baits or lures that have been thrown out, you know, techniques that guys have been using to land some of these larger class fish? Yeah, so you definitely, if you're heading down there, you definitely want to be focused on some of the some of the larger pencil poppers, probably like a, a six to eight inch pencil, um, something that you can cast out there pretty good. I know that we've been selling a lot of the uh, the Wally's lures. They're they're a locally made plug. He's right in uh, right in Forestdale. He makes a great plug, and he puts them out at a reasonable price. He uses good hardware, good swivels, and everything, so it's ready to run right out of the package. And the three ounce casts very well. Uh, it mimics the bait fish that are in the canal right now very well, uh, and they're very easy to work. So anytime you can get away using a, a topwater lure versus a a back-breaking jig, I mean, that's that's the move, really. And we mentioned that the bite in the mornings and in the evenings, you know, around sunup and sundown have obviously been very productive. We talked a little bit about the lure selection. Is there any rhyme or reason to these fish that you have clued in on as to which end fish is better at, you know, certain times of the day? Has the middle been popping off at a specific time? Any intel in terms of the region of the canal, or has it pretty much just been steady no matter where you are? I mean, it's really been a solid bite throughout the length of the canal. Uh, you could you could be east end, west end, or, or right in the middle, and there's a very good chance you're going to hook into some fish. There's definitely been, I would say there's probably been more success down the east end, um, just because the, the deeper water out in Cape Cod Bay tends to hold more mackerel than Buzzards Bay, so they do tend to be on that end, and the, the fish are smart. I mean, they're going to be where the bait fish are. That's why once you get a big push of, like, pogies that pushed through the canal uh, earlier this year, they, they went off and they went up to P-Town, they went up to Plymouth and, and north of that. That pot of fish followed them, and, and fishing in those areas on pogies were good, just like we had previously in the canal so right now we're just in that phase where the the fish are on mackerel in the east end of the canal and uh it's just it's been dynamite out there now you mentioned the pogies too aj the max seem to be prevalent at the mouth of cape cod bay over on the east end as you mentioned a little bit deeper water uh on the west end is there any difference in bait are there some max hanging out maybe just not quite as thick are there pogies mixed in what's going on on the west end there's definitely still pogies at the West End. Uh, there should still be some squid around. We haven't had an epic bluefish bite in the canal yet. They've been on, like, mm-hmm. the south-facing beaches and Buzzards Bay. They haven't quite pushed into the canal too hard, um, and that tends to keep the squid around. Once once they show up in the canal, the squid will disappear pretty quickly. So it's nice that we have multiple baits in the canal that the fish can feed on this time of year. And let's talk about Buzzards Bay as well. We don't want to neglect that. That's certainly something your your customers, AJ, are really passionate about. I'm sure you've got a lot of boat guys out in BB. Um, talk a little bit about what's going on out in Buzzards Bay. What's been popular out there? 
Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, weather is always an issue. Buzzards Bay tends to be a very difficult body of water to navigate uh, as it basically funnels the east coast up into the up into the bay. Uh, we have a lot of the prevailing southwest winds, which can keep guys off the water. But for the days that you can get out or you can find some leeward stuff, there's still there's definitely stripers and blues out there. And then uh, the the sea bass and scup are very strong. I've even heard of a few guys catching catching flukes. So, I believe I believe last week we touched on on the scup and sea bass. Pretty much most of that stands true. Sea bass, if you're finding a lot of shorts, you're going to want to resort to some deeper water, which may require you to travel a little bit further than you're accustomed to, but it should be worth mm-hmm. your while. Uh, scup fishing, there's been some really big scup this year, so we're fortunate to see that. I mean, scup to the size where you can actually fillet them and get meat. You don't even have to cook them whole. So that's that's a beautiful thing there. The like I mentioned a little bit the uh, the fluke fishing. It's not a huge fishery in Buzzards Bay, but there's definitely some sandy shoals that you can uh, that you can fish for them, and you might even find that they would be in shallow shallow sand, sandy water more than they would be in deeper water or like. You may be accustomed to like Lucas Shoals or even the Nantucket Shoals where they're in much deeper water. In Buzzards Bay, I've noticed it tends to be a little bit of the opposite of that, where the fluke tend to be on like Mashney Flats and just a few feet of water on that on that hmm. sandy bed. So I don't know why, but I mean, year in, year out, you can definitely continue to catch fluke now, on the uh, flats. Yeah. Now, if those fluke are right on those Mashney Flats, I mean... It could be a challenge in terms of property, public property to fish, but if they're only in a, a few feet of water in that close, that would be a really cool thing to target from shore if you could find yourself a public piece of property to fish from. Definitely. I mean, when we when we talk about public access to the Cape as far as beaches and that kind of stuff, it really is difficult. I don't love to give out any any real public spots. I, I really prefer the guys to to find those because the public spots don't have a lot of parking either and they can fill up very quickly. Um, And then Mashney is a a pretty exclusive place as well. But it doesn't mean that you can't rule out something as simple as a kayak instead of a boat. There's also um, right right at the end of Main Street, um, on the west end of Main Street towards Mass Maritime, there's that little rotary. The rotary has a four-lane bridge that goes over Buttermilk Bay, uh, basically connects Buttermilk Bay to the entrance of Taylor Point Marina, and then yep. heads out into uh, you know the canal and whatnot. So that little bridge right there, that Buttermilk Bay Bridge, is actually a decent shore spot for fluke. Hmm. Uh, not a lot of guys do it. It's not a huge fishery, but I know a few of my employees in the past were definitely uh, they definitely got dialed in. They were catching fluke there. One other fluke spot from shore is the uh, the fish pier in Onset. You can definitely get some fluke in that area. And one of the reason I'm bringing that up to AJ is just because there's a lot of our shore anglers, our surf casters, are trying to definitely take it easy. You know, on the striped bass fishery and population this year, especially with the the new kind of um, small slot limit. So it's just another way that you could potentially get something great for the table and, you know, kind of leave the stripers alone this year. Absolutely. I can understand uh, conservation. I mean, I make my living selling fishing tackle to guys catching striped bass. So Mm -hmm. conservation is a high priority for me. Uh, And there's other things you can do um, besides just stop fishing for stripers that can help 
one of them being uh, actually reviving the fish after you catch them and you go to release. Uh, the best way to do that is not, and I repeat, is not to grab a fish by the tail and pull him forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards, thinking that you're shoving water over his gills and, and helping. It does not help. Fish cannot breathe when they're getting pulled backwards. The best way to do it takes a little bit extra time, a little bit of patience, is you hold the fish right by the tail and you just keep them, keep them upright, keep them still, and you'll see the fish, you know, gulping and gulping, breathing through their gills in a rapid pace, and then that starts to, to slowly decrease. And when they're finally revived, ready to go, like guaranteed they're going to swim off, they give you the little, how do you do? They, they kick the, the tail, they kick your hand off of it, and they swim away strong. And that's, that's really an important thing. And as much as reviving a fish can help, um, changing up what terminal tackle you have um, on your lures and stuff can help. So fishing single hooks instead of treble hooks. Uh, if you're mostly a catch and release guy, which I feel like a lot of our customers are and a lot of the listeners are, you can crimp down your barbs, which makes for a nice smooth release. It's less less invasive to the fish, uh, a lot easier to get out of your hand if you're just stick one in your hand. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of advantages to doing this stuff. Yeah, and if you're fishing from shore, let's uh, one thing that I saw over the July 4th holiday that really kind of bugged me a little bit, but I very politely went up and, and kind of, gave a little bit of an educational moment to somebody on the beach is if you're fishing from shore and you're on the sandbar, you know, there's no need to give the fish a, a 25 yard sand bath, go knee deep, get a little bit wet. If you have to, even if you're not in waders or a wetsuit, the water this time of year, it's, you're not going to freeze to death, but you know, keep that fish in the water and out of the sand and go a little bit of, you know, out of your way to make sure that a, a lot of these younger, smaller fish, especially, and that, you know, 22, 24, 26 inch class, stay wet, right? Stay wet, stay safe. Don't get a sand bath and, and you're not knocking them around on things. Absolutely. I mean, you really hit the nail on the head there. I can understand you're going out, you're catching fish, taking a picture with a fish out of the water. Like it's not a big deal, but don't make a federal case out of it. Do what's right by the fish. You get your picture. He gets back in the water. You let him go, mm -hmm. let him grow, you know, so. That's really an important thing, and I'm really happy that we were able to touch on that today. Yeah, and the, and the last thing I want to touch on, AJ, real quick before I let you get back to family life is just what's going on at the shop. Anything exciting you want to tell the listeners about before you go? Right before you called me, I actually just got back from uh, John Carlson's house at Carl Carlson Offshore Tackle. Uh, mm -hmm. Picked up about 60, 60 tuna bars ramping up for tuna season, so... Great. Um, also had a had a great compliment from a customer that I didn't recognize. And to be honest, after working there full time for ten plus years, you you learn at least recognize a lot of faces. So this seemed to be a new customer. And as he was leaving, he he thanked me for his help. And he stopped and looked around. And he just said, you know, you guys are doing a great job keeping the shop full. Kind of take pride in that. But just so the listeners know, we we are stocked. And we do our best to, to stay stocked. And when you get a push like this, you sell a lot of product and, and you can't really anticipate that demand. But we do our best to, to counteract and make moves so that the, the shelves stay full. Thanks to AJ Coots of Red Top Sporting Goods for swinging by the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. And as I mentioned before my interview with AJ, if you enjoyed this excerpt of the podcast and you're interested in learning more, 
head on over to myfishingcapecod.com where the whole podcast is available. If you're a member, you can find it at myfishingcapecod.com slash podcasts. If you're not yet a member of MFCC, please sign up for a membership and it's there where you'll get access to this full podcast as well as all the ones we've published so far this summer and in seasons past. And you'll also get immediate access to all of our future podcasts that we post on Thursday or Friday mornings. So again, this is your host, Kevin Collins, from over in Dubai in the Middle East. And I want to thank you for giving the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast a try. And hopefully we'll talk to you again on the member side. Until we chat again, tight lines and take care.